0: So take your Bibles or cell phones, put it up in the air. Can I see your phone, cell phones, anything that has got Bible in it. And repeat this after me. Lord, influence me this afternoon. So Father, I just pray this afternoon that you will continue to speak to us. And Lord, you spoke to us through songs as we sang the songs of worship. Lord, it's not just a traditional ritual thing. We got to do 40 minutes uh, Uh, But then we will listen someone talk. But it's not that, Father. But it will be a time where we will encounter Papa. And you came down. And I pray that you will use me as I open my mouth. Fill my mouth with your words so that people will encounter you. And in Jesus' mighty, most precious and awesome name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this week, uh, we're going to start something That we won't finish it this week, we will continue to the next week. So it's going to be a two week uh, kind of teaching, preaching, however you want to call it. Last three weeks we've been dealing with one particular subject called spiritual authority. And we talked in depth about who we are in Christ, how we can learn and grow in Christ by obeying Him, not only hearing Him, but believing His word, but obeying His word. Through that we get spiritual authority. But this week and the next week we are going to talk something uh, I believe it's going it's to be a challenging for all of us. It's nothing other than a subject that pretty much everyone faces every single day. It's called a spiritual warfare. So everyone goes through warfare, right? Everyone goes through warfare. Is there anyone here sitting here can say I've never gone through warfare? Everyone goes through warfare right? Because that's part of life. We have to face it or not. We don't live in a perfect world. The nothing works perfect in this world. Why we have warfares? It's called strongholds. The Bible talks, uh, in, in I think in Corinthians, it talks about we have strongholds. The weapons of a warfare is not mighty. It's not carnal, but it is mighty through God pulling down the strongholds. So, I would like to talk a little bit of strongholds. Why we have strongholds? Because uh, the reason is, uh, the stronghold, uh, let me give you a little bit of definition. Stronghold is a deception that takes hold in a person's mind. That's why when God created us, he, he gave us an armor. And in then Ephesians chapter 6. And the armor, the first armor he gives us is called the helmet of salvation. That's why it's so important that helmet of salvation covers Your thought life. Because enemy knows if he can take you down here, he can take you down everywhere. So the first thing comes is here. And when you give your thought, that's why the Bible says don't give foothold to enemy. The foothold is the scenario that I would like to imagine. Uh, If you are traveling in Chennai, there will be like 50 guys down on the bus waiting, but the conductor already whistled. But the bus is moving, but everyone wants to get in. That's the, all. They need is that step board, just a little space. And once they get, hop into that, they will just keep on going inside. And that's the similar similar mindset. The enemy, you first give your thought. He gives you a thought, and you kind of entertain the thought. And he takes stronghold. That's why I call the enemy is a tormentor. Holy Spirit is the comforter. Amen. So I will come back to that in a few minutes. But let me highlight this. It is an incorrect thinking pattern based on a believed lie. Why I mention believed lie? Because lie does not have power until we believe it. Lie does not have power until we give the permission. Right? I believed a lie. What was the lie I believed? One lie I believed that Indians can never go outside the world and preach the gospel. I believed because I came from a very small village and I never traveled outside Tamil Nadu. At that time, I don't even speak the language that I'm communicating to you now. And I was born in a poor family. And I believed a lie that Indians can never go out and preach the gospel. But only after I believed the lie, I gave the lie a permission to come and take residence in my heart. When when I gave the permission, the lie took residence and lie started dominating my lifestyle. Until I encounter the truth. That's why I always say, before the truth sets you free, the truth makes you miserable. Right? When you get up in the morning, you walk yourself into the bathroom and you see it's quite miserable. But once you fix it up, then you come out. The truth sets you free. People are like, wow, I like your hairstyle. But it's not the same when we walked into the bathroom at 6 a.m. in the morning. Anyway, so my humor is so dry, nobody is laughing. Anyway, that's good. So, so my, it's an incorrect thinking pattern based on a believed lie. People can get incorrect perceptions of God by listening to Satan as he tells them how God doesn't love them. For example, you might have messed up in one area. The enemy comes, he forms, that's why the Bible says in Revelation 12.10, he says he is called the accuser of the brethren. It's an old English word. So it's not like the sisters here don't need to think that he is not the accuser of the sisteren. He is also the accuser of the brothers and sisters. Okay? It's the old English. It's, in other words, he's the accuser of the guys and girls. And he accuses, how he accuses, he goes and stands before Papa and he tells, oh Prince did this. You say Prince is my beloved son. You say Prince is highly favored, deeply loved, greatly blessed. But look what Prince did on the last Friday. He was supposed to fast, but before he fasted, he didn't fast 100%. He broke the fast when he saw the chicken 65 you think this prayer that prince is going to make, he's going to be valid? He actually supposed to finish at 1.30, but he finished at 12.45 with chicken 65. So all the, so he will accuse you. That's why the accusations, the Bible says, when, 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 when you allow that accusation into your heart, what happens, you started believing that lie. Oh, that's why God is not answering That's why God is not answering my question, answering my prayer. Then you started thinking that God is mad at you or God is sad at you. But God is not mad at you. God is not sad at you. God is glad over you. Amen? Come on. Amen? Thank you for that. So God, the the mindset, I used to grow up with this mindset, God is mad at me. Why? Because I always don't keep up the rules of my dad. My dad was born and brought up Pentecostal uh, person and he had lots of rules and my goodness, I couldn't keep it up. So I thought God is mad. And, and I also thought God is sad. Why I thought God is sad? Because I, every time I try, I failed. If you look at both those uh, sentences I made, it all starts with I. What happens is religion always Focuses on what you can do to come close to God. Whereas kingdom tells that God so loved the world, he gave his son. Religion tells you you climb up. Gospel tells you God came down. Amen. Big difference. So, people when they feel dirty because of their old sin, they believe Satan's accusation as he continually reminds them of their past. Which actually has been washed away. So strongholds, in other words, are based on lies from the devil. They can come in the form of deception, accusation and temptation. So these are the three things we will talk in this week and the next week. The first one is deception. Can everybody say deception? Second one, accusation. And the third one, Temptation. So the temptation part is quite long. So we will spend the entire week next week. Talk about it. But we will talk about the deception and the temptation. So in other words, strongholds are built upon the lies that have been fed. The way we tear down strongholds is by feeding on the truth. So that's what the Bible says. You are washed by the word of God. Right? Why we wash ourselves? To clean our dirtiness. It's like when we wash... I feel like I want to imagine I'm putting on a Teflon coat. You know, the suitcases now they sell. It's the top of the brand. If you buy not the cheap one, uh, that real top of the brand like VIP or even some of the brands on the very top market, it's like 20,000 rupees a briefcase. If you go, they will tell you these are 5 years to 10 years guarantee. Somebody gave me a suitcase. Uh, it was almost uh, 15,000 rupees. I mean, my clothes was only 200 rupees t-shirt. I'm putting it inside, but somebody gave me. So I was called 10-1. The guy gave, he said, it's 10 years. Uh, 10 years, the guy gave 10 years warranty for the suitcase. You don't even know whether you're going to live 10 years. But he gives you that suitcase and he says, this is called Teflon coating. Teflon coating is something that rain, water, dust, nothing touches you. That's the same way. When we bathe ourselves with the word of God, it's like we become dust proof. We become uh, we become uh, insult proof or we become uh, hurt proof. People cannot hurt us because when people hurt us, it's a choice we accommodate or not. Amen? So that's the same way how we're going to overcome the strongholds by feeding on the truth of God's word which is opposite to what the enemy has been telling. So enemy tells you you can never get married or you will always be in debt or this is how your children will be or this sickness will never depart. So you put on the word. You put on the word by feeding the word. You say is in Christ I am more than a conqueror. In Christ me and my household will be saved. In Christ me and my household will serve the Lord. In Christ I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. But Bible says all of them in Christ. Not outside of Christ. One guy got married five times. And he went to the pastor. And he said pastor I am getting married for the fifth time. And uh, and the pastor said, hey, are you kind of crazy? Why are you going to marry and divorce, marry and divorce? And pastor, he said, guy, pastor, I am actually very biblically doing all these things. And the pastor caught a little shock. How come it is very biblical? He said, the Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I'm not talking about that kind of crazy thing, you know. So it's it's not about that. It's about really taking hold of what God has called. That's why the Bible says in Psalms 37.4, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. In other words, when you say, God, let the prayers of mine will be the prayers from your heart. When we make God's prayers our prayers, when we make... God's agenda, our agenda, when we make his priorities our priorities, he will give his delight in our heart as our delight, and that delight will bring fulfillment in our life. Amen? That's why I start praying like this. God, Help me not to waste time by praying my own soulish prayer. What is a soulish prayer? With your willpower, with your mind, with your emotions. That's the soul. I want to go one step higher. And I want to say, God, what it makes sense for you. So I used to pray a lot of, and we all used to pray a lot of soulish prayer. And I stopped praying soulish prayer. Why? Because I am not here to please anyone. I'm here to please the King of Kings. Amen. Amen so i stopped and sometimes it's it's a battle i'm not saying i don't pray anymore like that it's a battle i go back and forth but i am i'm praying lord sometimes i don't pray anything in the quiet time i'm just waiting because let him speak to me i don't want to go with my grocery list god do this do this do this do this do this and then stamp it with a seal call in jesus name amen you know you need a seal otherwise the rubber stamp you need in order to be validated your prayer so that's why and we finish it off like this all glory and honor and praise and people will know immediately god will know okay he's going to close it up the prayer right you start with the address and you finish it off and you, people will know and god will know he's going to close it off so we are not we are not uh, targeting in that way we are going a little bit deeper so in Ephesians 6 17 take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God so when we talk about warfare you need to remember there are two kinds of warfare one is the offensive warfare and one is another one is a defensive many Christians sadly 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 this is the reality in the body of Christ they are not offensively engaging in the spiritual warfare they are more defensively. I want to hide behind this thing and I want to just protect myself. Bible says both are needed. Both are needed. So offensive and defensive. Helmet of salvation, for example, is the defensive warfare. You put the helmet that the government of India uh, tells you to wear the helmet. If you are in abroad, you cannot drive your two-wheeler without a helmet. Am I right? Anybody who been abroad? Am I right or wrong? You can't but in India fifty rupees if you have in your pocket is fine. You know why? Because the police on the corner, that's what he asks maximum. So we kind of dodge it. But I guess in CMC and VAT there is a policy, right? The helmet of salvation is defensive. We gotta wear that. So it protects us. And the sword of the spirit, which is the offensive, which basically means sword of is not against flesh and blood. Against again, we are not supposed to demonize people we are supposed to love people and be very strong with the enemy but we go other way around you know we get scared of the enemy and we demonize people but god says you are supposed to love you know and this is what i felt like okay how are we going to do the sword of the spirit the sword of the spirit is the word of god the more you have the word of god in you the more The enemy will be scared of you. Listen, if you are taking notes, write it down. If you are not taking notes, write it down. This is what I want to tell you. Enemy does not care about your opinion. But enemy is scared of the opinion of God. Amen. Enemy does not care about your opinion. You can go and tell whatever. You can say whatever. He does not care about your opinion. The, The moment you use the word of God... That's why it's so important that the word not only stays close to us, the word stays in us. That's why I encourage people, even our staff, we encourage people to at least read one or two chapters a day. And I know some of you have busy, busy schedules. But in the midst of it, we have a technology that is so vibrant. Now you don't need to even read it. You can just plug it. And you can. when you drive, instead of listening to Ricky Martin's song, we can listen to this word of God. Amen. That's the way we overcome this uh, stronghold. So there's three weapons. We will talk about it quickly. Number one, I want to address deception. How are we going to overcome deception? Deception is very much deceiving. I will give you an example. I will tell you why it is so deceiving. Deception is deceiving. To deceive somebody means to make another person believe a lie or something that is not true. We buy into a yes, thing or a concept thinking it is true. But then once we bought it, you know, I don't know whether you had experience opening up a parcel like Amazon or whatever, you saw online. It's so nice. But the moment you received in your hand and you opened it, it was far from reality. Right? It happens even on the online long-distance dating also. When enemies sends a deception your way, it is an attempt to deceive you into believing that something is not true so that you will fall into error. So that's where strongholds come in. Strongholds are built upon deception stronghold is formed when deception takes hold in a person's mind from the very beginning Satan deceived Eve into believing God's word was not true that's why he goes to Eve and she said did really God say enemy will not question your opinion enemy will question only God's opinion you understand he always asks he says did really God say you cannot eat this fruit yeah 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 he told me not even to touch it that's not true so, it's, it goes back, if you look at Genesis chapter 3 and Genesis chapter 2, there are two different scenarios. Genesis chapter 3, devil says that you can eat this and you will never die. And in fact, you will become like God. He's actually taking the truth and making, manipulate it in such a way, you, it, it's, it makes you feel like, wow, God actually hid from you. But if you look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it says, let us make in our image. So actually, we are like God's made in his image, but the enemy does not want to tell us that way. He goes around and says, did really God said to you? Every time when you step out and do something what you heard from God to do, enemy will come and attack you. Did you? Are you sure really God said this to you? When you say, today, I'm, it's the first of the month, I'm going to take my tithe and give it to the Lord. The enemy will say, really? Really? Is that right? You still have a payment there. You still look at this, Diwali is coming, trends have got 50% to offer. You can pay the tithe later. This is how. It's always he will question your choice of obedience in such a way that if you disobey, he will come at the back door and he will knock you as accuser. Are you getting me or not? Is it, is it, is it settling in your mind? Hello? Yes? Okay. Okay, so when Genesis two seventeen it says, but only from the tree of knowledge or recognition of good and evil, you shall not eat. Otherwise, the day you eat from it, you shall certainly die because of your disobedience. So it's, it's like what God said versus what enemy says. He always challenges you. That's always the case in your own life. In every area of your life, it goes every action determines your destination. And every action tells you either you're going to please God or you're going to please the enemy. And the choice is up to yours. And the way we deal with the deception is enemy always comes against the word of God. For example, I'll give you three examples. One, my personal example and then a couple of general examples where we can pick it up. One one example I can say, I used to believe ice cream is a processed salad. I used to believe that. I, that's, I was deceived by believing that. Why I say ice cream is a processed salad? Cow eats grass, cow produces milk, and out of the milk comes ice cream. So ice cream should be processed salad. No? Is, is this too confusing? No. I think it's not rocket science. It's very easy to understand. So I believed. So in 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 a way, in a nutshell, if you are eating your favorite ice cream or ice cream store like Cold Stone, I don't know whether if any of you have been a Cold Stone, they take an ice cream, put it on a slab, mix it up different stuff, and then put it on a big huge cone, and it's nice and gooey in Italiano. You know, it's really. I mean, I'm not. Some of you are salivating already. But but this is the point. The point is, I used to believe that at the end of the day, I'm eating a processed salad inside that gooey, yummy stuff, there are some grass which is called vegetables. So I used to believe that and I was going not taller but wider. My waist size was 42, thank God. Now it's come up to 34 but it's a miracle when I woke up from a deception. So that's one of those lies that we can fall into, you know. Ice cream is a processed salad. The second one, It could be uh, another one. Dowry, for example, is not a big deal. It will help your marriage in the long run as an endowment. Number three, only 3% pays taxes. Most of it goes to corrupt leaders. So why you need to pay it? Save it, use it for some charitable purpose. In India, only 3% pays taxes. So now your question is, with the 3% we see so many corruption? Hallelujah! That's why, brother, I'm not paying. <laughs> you know, I one day one pastor said, all my believers, brother, they are saving the tax and putting it in the tithe. I'm like, <laughs> what kind of preaching is that? You know, anyway, number four. And these are examples. For example, as a man, this could be common for many single guys. As a man... You have needs. So it's okay to be here and there a little bit unfaithful. After all, you're not sleeping with anyone. You're just watching some stuff on the internet. In fact, you're way better than many other friends that you know of. It's like one pastor was asked to give a eulogy for a well-known criminal. Some of you might know the story. And the pastor said, no, 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 no. I will never give a eulogy of... For this guy, and you want me to tell that he is a good man? And this gang leader's younger brother said, You know what? Hey, I don't care, but I want you to come and give a good report about him. But if you do this, I will give you this stack of dollars for you. He looked at it and he says, Hallelujah, I will come. So he came on the funeral, he was giving his eulogy. The man who is in the coffin is a scoundrel, he's a scum of the society. He is so much a burden to the society. But compared to his brother, he is a saint. So he was battling with his conscience, but he also wants like the stack of dollars. So he kind of took both sides in. And that's the thing. Sometimes we fall into this deception. How we overcome with deception? I have a couple of verses that we can put it in practice. If you look at the armor some of you are medical professionals here... It's like an hospital gown. If you wear the hospital gown, everything is covered in the front; nothing is covered at the back. Am I right? Yes, hospital gown is, is that is that true? Yes, it's all covered up front, and nothing covered. It's all it's like a open door, and and, and that's how we are called. Uh, the the way armor of God is built. Helmet of salvation, breastplate, shield of faith, belt of truth, sword of the spirit and the feet that comes with the readiness to preach the gospel of peace. Right? If you look at it like this, but I have seen so many Christians, butts were whacked. Why? Because we are supposed to fight the enemy facing forward, not running away from him. But many times we do this silly mistake. When we encounter attack, when we encounter accusations, when we encounter deception, we run away. And that's when enemy attacks us even more. And I want to prophesy over you, whatever journey you are, when you face the battle, Bible says, after all this, stand firm. If you read Ephesians 6, it says, stand firm. Say this after me. I will stand firm. This is important. Why? Because once you stand firm, listen, God's desire for you to excel in your full design, original design, but it's up to you. The choice is up to you, whether you fulfill it or not. Okay, so, how are we going to overcome deceptions? Number one, it says the belt of truth. Belt of truth. The second one is the sword of the spirit. These two weapons we need to use to overcome deception. The belt of truth. Why? Deception happens when you are deceived. And when how you are deceived? By believing a concept which is actually a lie. And you thought it's true. So what do you need? For, what is an antidote for that? You need to believe in the word of God. Which actually helps you to overcome the deception. And the second one is the sword of the spirit. Which is the word of God. That's why every time when you take the word inside of you... The more word gets inside of you, the more awareness of God becomes in your life. Amen. Listen. We come there. We are, we are in the house of God. God has saved us. But suddenly we say, God don't leave me. He has promised. I will never leave you nor forsake you. God please go before me. He is already there with you. You understand? Our prayer sometimes... I used to make those kind of prayers. Okay, so I'm not pointing at anyone. So I'm, this is how we do. God, please, where are you? Hello, you are here. And then in the middle of the service, and I know my the worship team here, they don't do this mistake because uh, we are aware of that. They will say, Church, are you ready to enter the presence of God? My question is, where were you before? Were you in the devil's presence? it's so easy to put on that religious mindset for the 2 hours and do some ulalala jabulani stuff and then go back and then i am going to live my own life That's how, that's why Christianity for many people, it's boring because they think it's another same religion that just uses a little bit of Western style, jumping up and down and blah, blah, blah. No, man, this is a way of life. This is an ethos. It's a way of life that can attract people from darkness to life, from hopelessness to hope, from from setbacks to setups in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Number two, how are we going to overcome the belt of truth? So Ephesians 6, 17 it says which is the word of God the, both are the truth which are found in God's word so when they are the two they are, they are actually two different names the sword and the, and the belt the sword is the offensive the belt is the defensive so you got to need that that's why you got to gather like this every every week that you can get recharged and then you are in the world you are alone and you can be offensive. So the reason sometimes many people have casualties, there are a lot of casualties in the kingdom of God. Why? Because they don't stay connected to one wine. Bible says you gotta stay connected to the wine. Apart from me, you can do nothing. John chapter 15. What does that mean? You can of course you can function, but you can't produce anything eternal value if you don't stay connected. That's why mutual submission is so important. You gotta stay connected. You gotta keep someone. I have three mentors. One for my personal life, how I'm doing morally. There are guy there is a guy who asked me, Charles, what kind of thoughts you have in your life? Are you having any sexual thoughts apart from your wife? I have a mentor in my life who can, who can ask me because I need that protection. Many times when we come to that place, we are kind of alone. Right? We need that protection. And then I have a mentor for our marriage. We have a mentor who, who mentors us, who tells us, hey, this is a life you should do. This is not how you should talk to your wife. And then I have another guy who actually helps me in terms of my vision. I will process it with him. I will say, hey, this is what I want to do in my life. What do you want to think? What do you think? What's your thoughts are? Why? Because the day I stop learning, I stop influencing. Leadership is all about influence. Amen. So, let's continue here. That means the word of God is both offensive and the defensive weapon. The belt is something to wear and guard against the attack while the sword is used to slaughter the enemy. You use the belt of truth. Take the word of God. You use it to guard against the enemy's deception. And he sends you away while you use the sword of the spirit which is also the word of God to tear down the existing strongholds. So that's what we do. God, our family, we we get up in the morning, we read Psalms 139 over Isaac and Asha. We say, Isaac and Asha, you are highly favored, deeply loved greatly blessed. God has created you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. The eyes of the Lord has found, has seen you when you are secretly formed in your mother's womb. We speak that over. But again, when we go out and we say, Lord, this is your city. Velour is a city of healing. That's why many people are here. That's why you folks are here. Amen. You came to Velour not because you want to have a nice walk on the fort. Give me a break. If that was the case, first you need healing in different area. okay? But that's, right? Come on. I'm not trying to be funny here, but that's the reality. You came here not because, oh wow, Velour is so beautiful. No, you came here because some of your family members or anyone who is sick wants to be healed. God wants to heal through the city. Number two, God wants to educate the people in the kingdom mind. That's why VAT stands on top 10 universities. The first woman medical college was started here CMC it was never for any woman, men only because it's a male dominant culture, remember and this lady who understood the biblical and principle, she started the first college for women and today how many doctors are empowered through that, who are blessing all over the world, so this is a city of education, this is a city of healing, so when we drive we say God the king of glory come Take this place, heal the people, set the people free. The deception will be removed so that when they see, they will see the truth. That's why the Bible says, pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened so that you will need the truth. Amen? Okay, is, it, is it settling in? Is it getting in your mind? Yes? Capisce? Okay, good. So, second one. Alright? Romans 12.2 It says we are not supposed to be conformed to the world but be transformed. Again, two kinds of Christians are there. A conformist or a transformist. Conformist says everything is, I do whatever the people say. I am doing Indian style, Gangam style brother. I will do whatever the you know I will do whatever style is this. But the second one is a transformist. I prophesy over each and every one here. You are not a conformist, you are a transformist. You are the, the reality is when you can't you can't change your destiny all of a sudden. Listen, when, when a car is designed to function on a road, it all of a sudden it cannot say, I want to be a boat. It will never function, it will drown. That's why it's so important that you excel in who you are God has given you. So only the fish that is dead will flow in the same stream. The fish that is alive will go opposite. And you are not the fish that is dead. You are the fish that goes against. In this world, in India, there is corruption. You stand and say there is no bribe in me and through me. In Jesus name. In this world there is dowry. You say and in Christ I will live a life that's going to be a blessing to others. In this world, in this country there is so much woman molestation and abuse of women. And it happens even in the church. Some of the churches don't even have women come and preach. Do you know that? Some churches don't allow women to preach. Why? Because she's a woman. And and that's a sad thing. Some temples, women cannot go inside. Why? Because it's a woman. But you stand against. And I want to say that this church will be a church there that will empower the woman into the original design that God has for. Amen? That's called transforming. Okay, number two, accusation. We will, we will dwell with this for a few minutes and then we will uh, have some time of prayer. Are you guys okay? Is so everybody fine? You're getting it? Okay. Number two, accusation. Holy Spirit is a comforter. Devil is a tormentor. I want to explain this by a simple example. And Prince, if you can come forward. And, uh, and I, I, I say this, I probably might have repeated a few weeks ago this statement. But I want you to settle this in your, settle this in your mind. This is how enemy accuses you. Okay. He comes and puts a thought in your mind. All right and he believes that thought and you walked in it and you started walking in it and when you start walking in it he comes to you and he says it's the bible says is the spirit of tormentor how do you you torment prince it's okay it's okay everybody in your age look at the people in your dormitory everybody messed up it's okay it's okay that's first it's called rationalization rationalize it's okay sir it's okay prince this is how it is just get on with your life. Okay? And then, listen, don't dream bigger and all. Just take it easy, normal, normal. The problem with many Christians, they are called ordinary Christians. I'm just an ordinary Christian, brother. I've read Bible, there is no such thing called ordinary Christian. The Bible says God, when look at the Christians, they say people say, these guys, they've been with Jesus, the world. they are the ones who turn the world upside down. Amen. They don't say ordinary Christian is coming. That's the problem. That's why this Christianity, the church does not grow because we are ordinary people, brother. Good people. We will say praise the Lord, hallelujah, 10 rupees offering box. That's it. Okay. Now the enemy will come and say, don't worry prince. It's okay. It's okay. It's going to be fine. Don't dream bigger. So, prince will be like, okay, he enforces he embraces that. Put your, put your hand around. He embraces the tormentor. So the tormentor is not now more outsider. He is now his companion. He is now with him. He torments you. One day, he goes to a revival meeting being transformed in his image. Okay, please, can I have you? And he encounters. He encounters. And deep down in his heart, he sees that, wow, I need to be transformed. I am confirmed so you're trying to leave you try to leave and i want to go you know i want to hold you hold you're trying to leave but i'm going to hold so finally of course the blood of jesus is the most powerful weapon the insurance system you can ever have so finally he said said and he goes there now the same one who is now telling him it's okay it's okay okay he goes through the back door and he's knocking at the door and he says Jesus, do you know what happened? This guy you're embracing, do you know what happened? He believed me. He was we both were good friends. We in fact have the same WhatsApp group. We were in the same one. I have shared many messages to him, forwarded, you know, one small, small videos. He also forwarded my videos. In fact, one video I got it from him only. And you are saying he is transformed in my image? And that is what the Bible says in 12 12.10. He is called the accuser of the brethren. What he accuses of? He accuses of what you did in the past. Listen. The moment Christ's blood comes in your life, Everybody got Christ's blood. Right? All your past is paid. The Bible says, He remembers his, your sins no more. That deserves a word called Amen. But what about that one? You say He is saved, but after saved only He did this to me. After saved only He did this. Listen. Saved is first in the spirit salvation begins in the spirit continues in the soul finally reveals in the spirit in the body you following me it starts in the spirit you are saved that's why with the moment you are saved the bible says your spirit that is dead comes to life and then it is it is started working in the soul what is the soul mind emotions and will and finally it is revealed In the body. That's why when people look at you in the beginning, they will say, You say you you say John? Yeah, John. But you are acting like you know, somebody else. That's why the Bible says John chapter fourteen, verse twenty six. Do we have that? Verse? yes, it says the advocate. So this is called the advocate. The Bible says in Hebrew, sorry, in Greek, it's called Parakletos. Parakletos means somebody who can help you to do things that you cannot do on your own. So you have the Parakletos, who is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father send in His name will teach you. Now He is teaching. That's why we call Holy Spirit GPS, God's Power System. He teaches you and reminds you of everything. How what he said to you. John fourteen twenty six. It says I I'm going to read from the uh, amplified one. But the He Helper, Comforter, Advocate, Intercessor, Counselor, Strengthener, Standby. The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and to act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. So how do we deal with accusation? This is how we deal with accusation. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16. It says, Above all, Lift up the shield of faith which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of everyone. So what does that mean? That that the shield of faith is the how you you operate. Faith is how you please God. Holiness is how you approach God. You clear? Is it clear? Without faith you can't please God. Without holiness you cannot approach God. Holiness, by the way, is nothing to do with externals, it's believing what He says, hearing what His word. Believing His word and putting it in action. Amen? That's, the, that's called holiness. So everybody is here holy. Not based on, oh you're wearing a t-shirt, you're wearing a jeans, oh you're wearing two short jeans, your jeans are tear. They buy, go and buy so much money they pay to get torn jeans. And one day I asked that guy, why are well, you selling this one? So you're supposed to throw it in the... But this is fashion, sir. And I fact, in fact, that's the most expensive one. Anyway... I thought that will help somebody. Hmm. Example. The devil tries to accuse us of our past sins and we have faith in the work of the cross and know that they are forgiven and never to look back. In other words, whenever the enemy brings you of your past, you tell the enemy, hey, there was my BC time. What is BC? Before Christ time. Okay. It's been dealt with the cross and you, by the way, You are supposed to be down there. That's why don't look up the devil. Some people, when they wanted to do spiritual warfare, they kneel down, lift up their hands. Devil, don't give respect to devil by kneeling down, lifting up your hands. That's a sign of posture to the Lord. When you talk to the devil, you just talk like when you talk to the stray dog. How do you go to the stray dog and talk? Respected dog. Please, I need to park my car here. Would you please go that side? And make your, reveal yourself. Do you do that? What do you do when you see a stray dog? Hey! Hey! But our people, they don't do that. They will be like, when they see the devil. Oh, yeah. Guys, listen. I'm not joking here. This is the reality. We get to get this straight in our hearts. Because this is what the Bible says. By faith, the shield of faith that's why it's so important that's what is the shield of faith, it's the word of God you take the word, minister that word to you when God says you know that's why somebody sent me one I don't have it right now on the top of my mind uh, he says what the devil says, what you say and what God says and it's so interesting how many times we believe exactly opposite to what God says you are more than a conqueror, that's not a utopian idea, that is a reality amen you are you are not supposed to borrow you are supposed to give so that means financially living in abundance is not the desire of the enemy or your parents it's the desire of god amen you don't need to live in debt debt distress d for devil and devil brings distress debt and all sorts of depression Amen. So that's why it's so important to believe in the word of God. Here it says 2nd Corinthians 5.15 how we are talking about how we are going to overcome uh, this accusation. We need to meditate not on our past but it's because it's been washed away. 2nd Corinthians 5.17 says if anyone who is in Christ who is grafted in, he's a new creation. Say I'm a new creation. You don't go and say tormentor please leave. No, you torment the tormentor. How are you going to torment the tormentor? By speaking the truth, by speaking the word. You keep on speaking the word. You keep on declaring the truth about God in your life. Amen. Okay, here, a couple of more points and we will f- finish by praying. Hebrews 10, 17 says, Our sins have been forgotten. That means there that that I will remember no more your sins that's what the lord says i will remember no more your sins whatever sins you may remember it you may see something suddenly your old thought pattern will come you will see some movie or somewhere you will walk somewhere your old patterns will come but the bible says i will remember your sins no more what is sin sin is god's original design that you have failed to fulfill that's called sin So when you have failed in the past, God says, okay, that's in the past. You are moving forward. Rejoice in the victories that you are already walking. The religion always tries to torment you of where you are failing. The kingdom celebrates where you are going victoriously. Amen. You are a kingdom citizen. Remember that. And the fourth one, uh, isaiah sixty four six our righteousness is as filthy rags that means i'm going to read from message sorry uh, from amplified one we are all become like one is uh, sermonically unclean like a leper, and our deeds of righteousness are like filthy rags. listen to me my prayer, my fasting, my piousness my uh, offerings my holiness is nothing in front of the cross it's everything he did so my It's not about me. It's about him. He has set me free. I am free because what he did on the cross all I did was responded to what he has done. The finished work of the cross. That's why we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. We fight from victory. So we don't go and say God please open the doors. No. God you have already set a Humongous door open for me. Help me to realize that and walk in the timing that you have set for me. It's a different kingdom prayer. Last but not the least, Galatians chapter 3, verse 6. Galatians uh, chapter 3, uh, verse uh, 6 and Romans three twenty-two. The righteousness of God comes through faith in Jesus Christ. For those who believe and acknowledge Jesus as his son, there is no distinction. Just as Abraham believed God and was credited to him as righteousness, God will credit credited to you. My friends, remember the work of the cross and receive the righteousness of God. Remember the work. See, no need to remember what you did on the past. The way you deal with the deception and accusation is to put on the shield of faith and the belt of truth and the sword of God and remember what he has done on the cross and start walking in that. And very soon, you will be able to overcome. This accusation and deception, very common. It happens in your workplace. You are faithful. You are, not, uh, you are very honor, honoring God. You know, some of you, you know, you don't want to curse. You don't want to, come, you don't want to do some lies. You don't want to, don't want to cheat. And uh, somebody will accuse you. They will think you are so holy. But when you stand for God, God will honor you. God will raise you up. Amen.